Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back. We are so glad you took time to be with us once again. My golly, it's Wednesday, and the cafe is open for business, and please make your way on in, grab a chair, grab a table, whatever you want to do, and hang out with us for another action-packed episode of the Musician's Cafe. My name is Brian Dick, and once again, I'm hanging out with my co-host, a man who uh, is having a rough time with New York sports this time of the year, Ryan. You know that, buddy? I feel for you, brother, because the Giants don't look very good, the Jets aren't very good, and the Yankees, well, the Yankees are Yankees. It's so, been a tough couple seasons. <laughs> you holding up all right, like buddy? a couple seasons. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, it's all good. good. I'm yeah. having a great time, and thank you, too, Matthew, for coming tonight. Yeah, man, Absolutely. we got awesome Matthew Metz with us, everybody. It's just so cool. Matthew and I crossed paths. He reached out to us about being on the show, and, man, I jumped on it. As soon as I saw his email, I was like, man, you got to be on the show. He traveled all the way from Maryland, where we're going to find out all about your story. But, man, dude, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's good man, to be I'm here. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. Thanks for coming out and spending some time in, in the cafe with us, man. Absolutely. Yeah, right on. Before we get started with you, and I know we got a lot to go over, but I'm going to have to let Ryan take a minute here and go through this uh, this uh, menu and make sure everybody writes down something to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Tally Ho Theater is first on the list. October 19th is Yarn and 2MB. Are you familiar with them, Matthew? Yeah, and they're pretty big. You yeah, know, right? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, I read up on them a little bit. Had you ever heard of them, Ryan? I have not. I hadn't either, but I once I got familiar, have you seen them? I have not, no, but I know with a, a band I used to play in, we would always see their stuff. Yeah, we, right. We used, ran in the same circles. Dude, yeah. they're, they're, they're doing like, really well. Yes, yeah. yes, they're very popular, so that, that should be a good show. It's tomorrow night. Actually, tomorrow yeah. night, yes, yeah. sir. And then uh, October twentieth is Better Off Dead, a Grateful Dead tribute. Yep. Uh, October twenty first is ZZKC, which is a ZZ Top tribute band. Amen. And then we move on to Hollywood Casino. October twentieth is Paulie Shore, <laughs> which should be a pretty interesting. Show. I had to put that in there. It's not musical at all, you know. But it's Paulie Shore for crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> you didn't grow up with that guy, for right? A while, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I've got to admit, Son in Law and some of those movies. Yeah, that, they made me laugh. I did. I laughed at them. They were funny. So, Casino <laughs> Man. Yeah, there you go. Right, Matthew. Exactly. Uh, at the Bear Chase Brewery, October twentieth is Hall Vote. Uh, October 21 is Something's Brewing, Fork in the Road, and that is also their beer fest. Yeah, it looks beer like. fest on the mountain. Yeah, that should be fun. Uh, October 22nd is Melissa Quinn Fox. Mm-hmm. And then we move over to Box Office Brewery. October 20th is Ryan Jewell. The 21st is uh, the Sold Out Band, fifth anniversary party. It's, yeah, it's going to be the fifth anniversary of Box Office already, man. Wow. That is crazy. Matthew, have you been Good down for there? Have you, gone, have you got that far out? I have not. Yeah, that's a good venue. We got to work on getting you in there because you would fit perfectly, I'm sure. Uh, but it's really a cool brewery down on the main street of Strasburg. But uh, can you believe five years, Ryan? No, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't even. It, we did a show with them last year, and it felt like it was like right after they opened. But it's been literally been five years. Wow, time flies, right? Yeah. Uh, at the Troubadour Lounge and Park, October 21st is Charlie Collins, and that's also a costume party. Yeah, man. Uh, Piccadilly Brew Pub on the 20th is Brian Stutzman. And then on the 21st is Bottle Shock. Yeah, man. Both friends of the show. So make that make it out and support those guys. Backseat Event Center. Uh, October 21 is Slaughter I, and Foreign Company. I have my tickets. <laughs> That's going to be a great I'm show. going to be there. I'm loaded. I'm ready to go, man. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to be in the VIP section because I'm old and I want to sit down. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to seeing that show for sure. Uh, at Brightbox, October 20th is Them Dirty Roses and Four and the Strange Band, which is uh, a Hank, or I'm sorry, uh, has Hank Williams' great grandson. And that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, did a little research. Have you heard of them, Matthew? Mm-mm. Yeah, me either. Now, Them Dirty Roses, they've been around for a while and they put on a heck of a show. It's kind of a southern rock mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, 
uh, you know, people out there that are, you know, in, in there's a lot of people who are still big fans of Southern Rock. I am too. I don't want to make anybody feel like I'm not. I am. But that would be a good show for them to go see. But then I saw that second band, Four for the, what is it, Four for the Strange Land or whatever? Four in the Strange Four Land. Just, yep. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, yeah, I don't know that one. And turns out it's Hank Williams' great grandson that wow. has that daggone band. How cool is that? That's mm. very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, go see that. Uh, Bright Box, October 22nd, is Scott H. Byram with Zach Townsend. Yeah. And then we move over to Paladin, uh, 1020, Barker and Schuster. And then October 21 is Mark Clay. Uh, Paladin 2, October 20, Shane Hines. October 21, Ryan Thomas. And then lastly, West Oaks Farm Market on 1021, we have Dylan Wolfel from 12 to 3. And then uh, on ten twenty two, Jeff Fuss from one to four. Yeah, now it's it's Fuse, and you wouldn't have known that I because am sorry, it, look, it does look like Fuss, yes, but it is Fuse. Uh, but yeah, they're both uh, friends of the show too. Been on with us as guests before, so very cool, man. Lots of cool stuff going on, Ryan. Thank Absolutely. you for that. You're welcome. I got a couple I can add to it if you don't mind, please. Uh, David Elliott, one of the uh, guests we had recently, he was kind enough to reach out. He, October, he's going to be busy, man. Look at this. October twentieth, he's going to be at the Muse Vineyards in Woodstock. On the 21st, which is Saturday, he's going to be at Fleetwood Farm Winery in Leesburg. And then on Sunday, he's going to be out at Fac- pardon me, Fox Meadow Winery in Linden. So three days in a row for David. So make sure you reach out if you have any um, if you have any questions about that schedule. Again, just uh, reach out to him on his website, David Elliott, uh, and you can find out exactly where he's going to be. And then Jim Snedeker, my old buddy Jim, man, he, he is such a loyal listener now, and I really appreciate that. Uh, he reached out to me. He's going to be busy this weekend, too. He's going to be at the Valerie Hill Vineyard uh, and Winery in Stevens City. And that's kind of cool because it's Halloween time, folks. And Valerie uh, Valerie Hill Vineyards is one of the most haunted places around out here. So you can go see Jim in the day. And, you know, if he's there from 3.30 to 6.30, and then it gets dark. I mean, you see a ghost. You know what I'm saying? Just go out there and hang out a little bit. kind of fun. So make sure you do that. But, uh, but yeah, lots of cool things going on. Uh, make sure you write down and go out and support these local artists. Man, we really appreciate that. That's all I got, except I've got that question, Ryan. What do you think? I'm ready. All right, man. This one here, <laughs> this was a labor of love in a way on this one. So the question this week is, what is Billboard Magazine's longest running number one hit? In other words, a number one hit that stayed in that position the longest period of time from Billboard Magazine. Now, it sounds, Billboard's been around a long time, so you could go from the 50s on up. I'm going to tell you that it's in the 2000s. I'm going to give you a little break. Mm. I was severely disappointed when I saw the answer to this. <laughs> I think I got to guess. You got to guess? Yeah. What Fire is away, it? brother. You want to go first? You want no. Me to go? You, all you. No, it's you, Matthew. I'm going to guess Mr. Brightside by the Killers. That's actually a good guess. It's it's wow. not the correct okay. one, but that's right. a really good guess because I would think of something like that myself, yeah. especially newer. Uh, but this one here, and I'll give you the end of the show, but you don't have it. Do you have a guess yet? I'm going to ponder that one. When I saw it, I thought, wow, I mean, it's a good song and it, you know, it definitely sort of, um, you know, made its waves or whatever, but gosh, I had no idea it would be the longest of all time for Billboard magazine. It's kind of crazy. In the early 2000s? I'm, I'm not going to give you that hint okay. just yet. I'm going <laughs> to make you kind of wild, but we'll get back to that at the end of the, at the end of the show and talk about it a little bit. We have Matthew Metz with us, man. And that is so exciting. Matthew, you made the trip all the way over here to the Homestead Studios. We appreciate that. And uh, tell us a little bit about what it's like to be you right now. What's happening? You having a good time? What's what's that all about? I am. I've been playing a lot. Um, So I'm a school teacher and I'm a parent. 
and I have two kids. Um, and I play also on the weekends and, and through the week. And I also teach music lessons. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I do a, a bunch of different stuff. So I play <clears throat> about half of my time I play solo. I just play by myself. The other half I play with a guy named um, Matt Klein, one of my best friends. Um, we've played together in probably 20, almost 20 years. we played together. Wow. Um, we played in a bunch of different bands, um, but we usually do just a duo now. Occasionally we'll add a bass player. Okay. Um, I also play with a girl named um, Bess Putnam out of um, Middleburg, Virginia. She's She goes by the name Blue Mountain Songbird. I play with her, and I got a couple shows with her coming up soon. Um, I also play, you know, just kind of pick up gigs, too, with different bands. I have an old-time string band called the Dargan Benders. I live in Dargan, Maryland, right, which is right, in Sharpsburg, okay. Maryland. Yeah. Um, and uh, we do, you know, we do the true old-time uh, banjo, fiddle, upright bass, um, square dance kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I just kind of keep busy. Play almost every weekend. I play two or three times, sometimes more than that. Dang, you're yeah. busy. I am. So it's good to be you right and now. And I'm on the soccer field on the <laughs> Saturday morning. And Are the you lacrosse. really? Yeah, yeah. It's a, yes, it's, yeah, it's good. It is good. Busy it, and good. Gosh, man. Energizer, energizer bunny kind of stuff right there. I'm telling you, holy smokes. <laughs> Wow, that's cool. So yeah. you're gigging regularly then? It's I do, lots yeah. of stuff going on, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I kind of slowed down. I, I, I for a while I played in a band for about uh, six or seven years, where we did you know 100, 150 shows a year, traveling, touring, doing all that stuff. And I kind of said I want to step back from that and live kind of a more stationary life. Understood. Yeah. And so for about ten years, I've kind of just kind of did that and played every once in a while, and then. I don't know, about a year and a half or two years ago, I was just like, I kind of want to get out and play more. And there's so many different places to play now for solo and and small, smaller groups and acoustic stuff. Um, So I just, you know, started getting out and and now I'm, I'm busy. I'm about as busy as I think I want to (laughs) be. Wow. How how did it all get started for you, Matt? Like what age did, did you have some influences growing up? I mean... I know that's a wide open question. It but. is because I can go way, way back. <laughs> that's what we want. Way back. We want the story. Earliest memory would be my parents. Uh, we were camping in Rocky Gap yeah. State Park, and uh, there was the they used to have the Rocky Gap Country Music yep. Festival. Absolutely, yeah. A long, long time ago. Lots and of so, big names there. Yeah. Yeah, and so I saw as a very young child, and I have very little memory other than seeing these amazing looking guys and, and, and people playing and, and hearing it because I don't really remember the sound of it, but I remember being there. Um, you know, Alan Jackson was there. Yeah. I think Ricky wow. Skaggs was there and was like right before Alan Jackson broke with Chattahoochee. So it was like, um, it was like, it was very cool. Um, but then, you know, growing up, um, took piano lessons as a young kid, um, tried guitar a couple times in middle school and it didn't take, and it didn't take until high school. And I, accidentally signed up i really wanted to be in photography but i accidentally signed up for the guitar class and so you go to guitar class and you you sit there for 90 minutes and you play guitar every day so um i just kind of fell in love with it and i've basically done it every day since since then wow yeah yeah and i've done a lot of different um things i've done you know i've played in loud and heavy bands i've played in folk bands and bluegrass bands and old-time bands and um um yeah, I've, I've I've played a lot of different genres of, of music. I can say. Gotcha. What's your favorite? 
genre? Right now, I love playing my acoustic guitar. Okay. Basically, that's what I do. I also play mandolin, banjo, and a little bit of fiddle. Um, and then I do some stuff on electric guitar. But mostly I play this, play uh, a lot of um, finger-picking type stuff. And, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, awesome. Old-time old folk music, old-time bluegrass, and stuff like that. Were your uh, Was your family musical? I mean, was that, yeah. were they a huge influence so, for you? So <clears throat> my dad... And mom, both, you know, they both love music. My mom sang in the choir growing up. My dad knew every single song on, what was it, 94.7 or whatever. Uh, yeah. Whatever station, classic rock station. He knew first note. He still does. First yeah. note, he knows the, the, the artist. He does not play, with, with the exception of two songs that he can play on piano, which are also the only two songs I can play on piano now. <laughs> um, my grandfather was a music nut, so he had... Um, over 10,000 records. Wow. And, Impressive. and he was, and these are the old school, this is not vinyl records. The heavy, these are yeah. the, the thick records on a Victrola or an Edison machine. He had a whole room about the size of this room where the entire wall was, it was, he had his own Dewey decimal system and organized by record label and everything. Wow. And so he would, and he would come up, they lived in Florida, but he would come up and, and busy. He was just an absolute music nut. And he would like put a speaker under his pillow before, you know, headphones. Like he was, he, and, and I, I guess that kind of rubbed off on me, but I have three younger brothers. One plays a lot and two of them can play a little bit, but we're all kind of nuts about music too. That's very awesome. cool. You, your answer to that question while I go, I want to make sure I got it right. You tried guitar in middle school and it didn't take, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So through middle school and getting into high school, how did your how did it go then? Did you retry it again? What were you doing? Were you playing brass instruments or anything like that? Or no, no, I did play. Uh, I guess in middle school I played drums. Very. cool. I played drums for the band and xylophone and all that kind of stuff. So well, I, about that guy beer, <laughs> yeah. he plays drums. Man, yeah. what are you talking about? Uh, Good man. <laughs> I could make it through music in middle school until you know it just got so obvious that I had no idea how to read music at all. Right. And I could not fake it anymore. And by the time I got to high school, I was like, wait, so to play music, you have to march around and do it. And I'm like, Oh, that's not for me. Gotcha. So okay, that's, yeah. that's yeah. when I started, that's when I got into that guitar class. And that's when that, you know, when you have to sit with a guitar in your hand for 90 minutes a day in class. And then I found that when I went, went home, I would, I just wanted to go up and play guitar. Right. I just wanted to sit in my room and play guitar. And so that's kind of how I got, that's a it common, kind of like turned from a yeah yeah t- into kind of an obsession for me. That's a common thread to all the great ones. You know, they to practice yeah. all day and then went home and practiced more. Yeah, I, and I'm still that way. I still really? just love to play. I'm, and that's what I. That's when I. You know, when I do gigs, I'm like I, I'm always happy that they give me money at the end. I'm like, <laughs> well, th- yeah, thank you because I would just be doing the same thing at home. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So as you're going through and doing that class and everything, when did you start to feel like, you know, I, I want to go perform and do that. You know, I want to play in front of people. <laughs> How, did that come early or later? I don't know that I've ever felt that way. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess, yeah, the, the, the desire to form a band was more it like to find people to play music with was, what was more intriguing to me, and and then, you, you know, you, if you're performing a band, you you better play some gigs. So Understood. that was that was more it to just get to play with people and experiment with people and 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 goof off on playing playing music and having a good time. Yeah, that's what it's always been for me. I've never had like that passion for 
just you know, getting in front of people and and entertaining them. But I just I just like to play. Well, know? okay, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter if they're there or not. Right? Exactly, I got you. Yeah. And sometimes nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of piggybacking off your comment that you didn't really learn to read music. I guess. Yeah. Did, did you kind of teach yourself later in life? Did you? Do you just go by sound or by? Yeah, mostly by sound and by, uh, you know, getting the, the, when I was learning to play, that was when, you know, the internet was really, uh, you could really start to find right. some tab music on the internet. And I've never been able to like, you know, sit and sight read it, but I, I was like able to maybe figure out 80% by ear and then use the tab to figure out the last little bit or something. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I actually recently started taking, um, jazz guitar lessons because i saw this guy doing it at the farmer's market and i was like man that's amazing isn't it that impressive do that yes. i have no idea what you're doing can you show me how yeah and first lesson he's like you're gonna want to start to read music and i was like no <laughs> please don't make me do wow, it wow yeah and um it is uh i, I kind of i got going on it a little bit but it's the kind of thing it's like you have to do it every day you have to practice it it doesn't come naturally to me i think some people it does but for me you have to practice it everything single day and um it's just not something that I <laughs> really loved working on. I'd rather just play some songs that I already know. So, yeah. Very cool. But yeah, a lot of figuring it out, a lot of watching other people play and sitting with other people and, yeah, just exchanging ideas cool. and, yeah, stealing licks off the internet. So. Hey, that's what it's there for, right? <laughs> yeah. So at that early age, what sort of what sort of influences were you experiencing? When I was young. Like high school area, what, what was that? I was into classic rock. I was into, you know, um, Eric Clapton and um, Leonard, right. Leonard Skinner, a cousin of mine lived with us for a while and he left two tapes at our house. He left um, Neil Young's Harvest and he left uh, American Beauty by the Grateful Dead. Nice. And those two tapes were very uh, influential <laughs> on me as a, as a young high school student and, and person. So I kind of got into that kind of stuff, rock and roll and eventually into like some harder stuff and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, a, a lot of different genres, but but a lot of that. And, and then one of the things that really made me want to play was seeing a, a PBS special as a tribute to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Wow. For some reason, yeah. that just really struck a chord with me when I was in ninth grade or whatever. And so, you know, I learned, like, you know, got that tape off of BMG and learned the blues scale and <laughs> played, played along with that and never yeah. got close to any of what <laughs> any of the people on the, it had like Bonnie Raitt, Body Guy, um, you know, all these. That that generation of, sure. of blues musicians playing, and it was it was cool to me. I don't know age. how I don't know how old you were. Was was that like right around after his death? You think, or was it like yeah, later what, on? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the years and all the numbers there. It's like eighty nine, I think. So then, no, because this would have been like uh, mid nineties, eighty eight, eighty nine. Like yeah. I'm like nine, so, so yeah, so it would have been a few yeah. years after yeah. his death. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah, Stevie Ray, man, wow, um, <laughs> you know, just a, a great feel. Um, you know, for the blues and then his own style, you know, right. no doubt about it. You had mentioned jazz guitar. We had a, we actually had a guest on here, Joe Martin. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend you go back if you want to and listen to his episode. Joe okay. plays around here. Um, everybody that walks in, Ryan, and you'll attest to this that comes in here, they're all great. And, and you are too. I've heard you play already. Um, are great guitarists. But this guy, wow. I mean, and he's, he's all music. In other words, he doesn't sing with his performances. Okay. So he's all, but man, you talk about amazing amount. You know, it was go back and listen to it, and I invite everybody listening go back and listen to Joe Martin's because he did a couple of songs at the end of it, and it, you know, my mouth's wide open. I'm like, holy yeah. crap! Yeah, the more so, I was working on the jazz stuff, the more I was just like, wow, that's a 
every lesson I'm learning how little I actually know. <laughs> wow, good night. Uh, you know. Oh man. Yeah. Do you write your own music, man? I do. I write songs. Yeah. I, I play um when I play shows, I, I generally play about a third of the time I play my own songs, a third I play like from the traditional old time or bluegrass repertoire, and then I'll play like a third of either instrumentals or um like you know, recognizable songs that I'll do in my own style, right? Yeah, because I'm I'm always interested to know like where where your songwriting ideas come from. <clears throat> like, is it do you start with a melody? Does it start with like some lyrics? I mean, is it, it something it, you it wake just, up at night and you scribble stuff down? I mean, all of the above. Yeah, okay. for, for me, I, I, songwriting is relatively new for me. Um, within the past, uh, I don't know, five or six years, I really started started writing more songs, but. Yeah, it's 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 all different ways for me. Uh, sometimes it's like something I'll sing into my phone on my drive to work. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, you just play a melody and um, and and there just happens to be a phrase that seems to go with that melody, and so yeah. I'll work a song in around that, or I'll have a topic that I really want to write something about, and and I'll just kind of start from there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's not quite a formula for me. I know some people <laughs> work out of a formula, and and you know, but that's not that's not for me. It seems to be the like the best way to me though. It's just kind of that spontaneous. Yeah, and you know, like you said, you think of something going to work, and I'm sure you put it in your phone so you don't forget it, right? Yeah. Like you sing it in there. I mean, yeah. that's that's awesome. That's such an interesting question when you ask that. I mean, we ask that to most of our guests, yeah. and it's I so glad he does because each person has a little bit different variation of how they answer that. Mm-hmm. It just shows you that songwriting is is an art. It's not. You know, it's not. It's not easy. It isn't. It's it's not. it's a gift, really. And yeah, and it's you know you hear a great song, and and a lot of times a great song has is not complex in any way. Yeah, and you know I think, man, I know all those words. <laughs> I, I I know all those sentences. Why couldn't I put those 100%. words in that order? <laughs> yeah, I know those chords. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. I mean, some of the greatest songs are are simple, like you yeah. said, back of the napkin type deal. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Um, you made a comment earlier that you right now you're really into playing your acoustic guitar, um, and so that led me to believe, okay, being in a heavy band, you've got electric guitar in your background as well. I have, yeah. So is that still part? Do you pick it up every now and then and wail on it a little bit, or do you just kind of say, hey, that's my electric guitar over there, take a look at it if you want to? I mean, how's that work for you? It is unfortunately more like that. Is right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't pick it up that much. Um, like I said, I do one gig a year on electric guitar. Usually, it's a Patsy Cline tribute. Okay. Um, and so that's usually when I'm playing electric guitar. So I, I, unfortunately I do not pick up my electric guitar that right. much. I did for my son cause he was learning, a, um, he did a piano recital last year or in the spring, I guess. And, uh, and he was doing a song from an anime show that he loves. And so the intro to that song had like a melody and then it had like a heavy electric guitar in the background. So my last electric guitar gig was backing up my son at his piano recital on electric guitar. And I did like, you know, get the overdrive rolling on the last part. Give him a shout out by the way. (laughs) I will (laughs) Levi. Good job on the Naruto. Hold on. Naruto theme song. Nice. Yeah. Then I also backed up my daughter and she did a Patsy Cline song. And you got to give her name out to you. That's June. Hey June and Levi. Very cool. (laughs) I like the name. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Very, very nice. But so, you know, again, I'm, I'm, the as as musicians go, they're always referred to as the least cerebral, and that would be the drummers. And I'm a drummer, but okay. you know, I'm very curious. You know, when it comes to the difference of playing an electric and playing the acoustic, what are some of the things you find that makes it different? Is it more creative with an acoustic? Is it 
easier? What, what, what are some of the differences that you find? You know, I love playing electric guitar, but, um, I don't, I leave my acoustic guitar basically set up in my kitchen. Yeah. And so I can just sit down and, and play, play guitar in the kitchen. That's where I spend a lot of time playing is in the kitchen or in, in the living room. So, you know, I, no, I do love playing electric guitar, but as a solo, as a pr- guy that plays primarily sure. solo, yeah. um, I have seen some guys who are great solo performers w- using an electric guitar, but that's not me. I always find that I can fill out the sound a little more with an acoustic guitar. So that's why I work mostly on acoustic guitar. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I do love playing electric guitar. I have a couple of them. So, you know, they are, <laughs> they are fun. Keep them around. That's <laughs> yeah, sure. exactly. So I'm sorry, Ryan. No, go no. ahead. You, you I, go ahead. Bob. I was just going to ask. It sounds like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. Do you prefer to play solo or play with like your collaboration <laughs> yeah, folks? Well, Keeping a band together is hard, isn't it? And I don't want to get anybody in trouble <laughs> yeah, with no, your answer. <laughs> I love playing in a band, and I love harmony singing. And so, you you, you know, especially when the, with the duo thing, I always say, like, I'm I'm fine on my own. He's also a good, great songwriter, and my, this is Matt Klein that I'm talking about. And he is a great um, solo so- singer-songwriter, and he, he's written a ton of songs that are very, very good. And I always say, like, well, I'm I'm fine on my own. He's fine on his own. But, like, when you have us together, it's like a one plus one equals three situation. Because, you know, you can ornament, you can play around a little more and goof off a little more. So, yeah, I, I mean, playing in a full band, I would say, is the most fun. But logistically, yeah. <laughs> it's just not every place around. Like, I'm a basically a local musician. I don't, I don't travel that much out of the three or four states around where we are. And so um, a lot of places, they... I, I play a lot of places that are, I guess, quieter music. So, sure. you know, a yeah. full band wouldn't wouldn't make sense. Um, and also, it's just, it's, it is it is easier, as I said. You know, I'm on the soccer field uh, or on the lacrosse field. And uh, we are all, and all my friends that play music are also in the same world, you know, raising kids and doing stuff. So logistically, it's just really easy to get, um, either play on my own or, or get one person or two people to to do a, a smaller band. And, and I do enjoy that. The intimacy of that is is very fun, especially getting to sing with, you know, I get to play music with my best friend and, and, and that is really fun because we don't, we don't ever really even need to practice. We know so many songs together. Wow. And we can um, just say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. And we just play off each other. And that, that is a really fun thing. And I feel fortunate to get to do that as much as I do. Very nice. So when you and I'm, I'm going to keep dwelling on your past, I want to know how you got started. Uh, as I'm you're, just at the tip of the iceberg, man. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to dig out a little bit. So you know, you, you get into your your classes, your 90 minute classes. You're going home. You're practicing. Was I guess your first uh, intuition was to get together with more people and play, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right about that? Yeah. So how long did it go before you like? You know what? I kind of like playing things on my own or with less people was that how did that evolve that's very recent that's like really only the past two or three years i've oh, I, really? I okay. had the nerve to to try to play on, on my own honestly i played a country club with somebody okay and the country club then sent me a message or sent us a message saying Do you want to play this gig here um and and the, that person was unable to make it and so they said well matt do you want to play on your own and i was like well really play on my own but then i remember what this place pays and i was like i think i could work out and then i did it i said i'm gonna do that and if i like it i'm gonna pursue it a little bit so so that's kind of how i got into doing it it was like just kind of out of somebody asked me to do it and um 
And so, yeah, that, it was right. It was kind of like a necessity thing. And then, uh, hey, I actually enjoyed that. And I, I enjoyed being on, my, on tr- trying to be on my own and and um, trying to, you know, hold hold on hold the attention of somebody and yeah. um, not have to rely on anybody. Did you have a, a fairly big songbook at that time, or were you? Was that the beginning? <laughs> I did not have a three-hour songbook. That's no. what I wondered. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> no, um, but I did know of three hours worth of music. Okay. You know, I just didn't necessarily. Uh, you know, I think my sweet spot is probably somewhere around an hour, an hour and a half. But sure. I can provide music for a three-hour gathering if I need to. <laughs> People that don't play don't understand. That's a long time to be out there. It three is, hours yeah. is a long. Yeah. Solo wise, you know, and I don't know. I'm sure you throw a break in there or something, but even then, it's a long time. It is, and sometimes it's like, man, this is this feels forever. And then, you know, I did one the other day where I was like, man, I got like 15 minutes left. This is <laughs> this is crazy. I just and I didn't even take a break or anything. So it just depends. If sometimes yeah. it just flies by and it's like it's super fun. And, and then sometimes, like I said, I just love to play. So I'll some if I have a good gig, I'll pack all my stuff up, go home, and sometimes play take my guitar back out and play more. So wow. At home. So yeah, I just, you. yeah, yeah. Wow, you, very cool. Do you do requests at your show? I don't know if people come <laughs> always, up to you. I, I don't know how <laughs> difficult that is. I keep a, I keep a little bag of like things that have like napkins that people write stuff and give me one. One says sublime question mark. <laughs> I can get through some stuff. I always joke that I take requests, but I don't always play them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I've said it a million times. Requests are not demands. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'll, I'll, if I know it, I'll, I'll generally play it. Yeah. Nice. What what what's like your weirdest request that you've gotten? <laughs> uh... Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because I'm sure I, people scream like Freebird and everything yeah, else. Yeah, right? that, that happens a lot. And I, I really actually want to learn Freebird in its entirety just to like call for those people's bluff. <laughs> um, and I think one time in, in, in the band I used to play, and we did fake our way through through Freebird free just to get somebody. But I honestly can't think of I mean, I'm, the Sublime thing was kind of like all, I mean, I, I do know some Sublime songs. So there you like, go. Um, but yeah, that was a little out since I'm mostly playing out of the country repertoire. Yeah. Have some fun with have some fun with Freebird too. Like Elizabeth <laughs> Furnace puts a bucket out in front of their show. It's five hundred bucks for free so Freebird. That's that's and actually I've not seen a... somebody play it. Now I'm not saying you want to do five hundred, but you know, fifty bucks, you know, something like that might be jot, worth it. I'm gonna jot that down. <laughs> like five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd struggle through that too for five hundred. <laughs> That's right. Oh my. Oh man. And the guitar solo. <laughs> Do you take your other guitars with you, like your banjo? Your I used to take banjo and set up and play a couple songs on banjo, but now I'm I mostly just I I basically take this when I play with Matt Klein. I will play banjo. I mean, I'll play guitar and mandolin. So a lot of times I'll if I'm playing um, the lead on a song, if I'm singing the lead on a song, because we'll go back and forth singing singing lead. If I'm leading a song, I generally play um, guitar. If he's leading a song, I'm I generally do mandolin. <laughs> so I'll t- I'll, pl- I'll set up the mandolin and the um, guitar for duo gigs, um, and some of the other people that I back up, I do the same thing. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. What do you What do you look at as far as influences throughout your life? I mean. Um, talk talk about that a little bit. So what I like now, what I'm really into is like the old, um, you know, the Chet Atkins, Doc Watson type really? type guitar, finger style guitar guys, okay. um, Merle Travis. Um, what really kind of got me into it was this recording of a guy named um, E.C. Ball, who was a guitar player from Rugby, Virginia, um, which is down, you know, Southern Virginia around that area that, that Doc Watson would have come from. And, okay. and and that's kind of been the main influence on my style of playing is that uh, acoustic um, country blues kind of finger style, um, you know, called it a bunch of different things, choke style or whatever you play, whatever you call it. Um, but that kind of uh, thumb, thumb picking is another right. way you call right. it. Um, you know, that kind of country finger style guitar. Gotcha. Um, but... You know, I played I play as a mandolin player as well. You know, all the all the all the old guys too, the Bill Monroe, um, the all you know, all that classic Stanley Brothers stuff, and yeah. I, I, I really do like like the original Source stuff. So like that stuff, and then like some some uh, as I was when I was younger and playing heavier stuff, it was all the typical stuff like uh, you know Metallica, Rage yeah, Against right, the Machine, sure. and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, a lot of just the kind of the country country blues kind of Mississippi John Hurt is another one that I really love. Um, yeah, very cool, a, a very open song or, or influences. It sounds like, which I think is good. It's kind of like me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, you and I are similar in that way. I give everything a chance. Yeah, I you mean, it's, it's easy that in 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 the, with our access to music that we have now. You, yes, it's not like in the olden days where it's like you you save up all your money and you get one record and you're going to go buy that record and you're going to the next record is probably going to be very similar to that last record because that's the genre you like now. It is easy kind of to like a little, a lot of different stuff. Absolutely. And I still do listen to a lot of different types of music, but I'm always kind of nowadays leaning back on that old country and folk kind of uh, bluegrass and that kind of world. So now, Matthew, you and I, through email, talked a little bit about where you're playing and, and and you do you venture into virginia a lot i know you're at bear chase from time to time right is that right i play harper's ferry brewery that's okay. barely into virginia okay um i have played monument i've played um okay bright box so, yeah, yeah, a number been, of places yeah, okay. here down in, in in winchester area what i'm leading to and, and not that you had to do any of that to, to understand this question but um you know the experience the the way that things are, have been going here the past year or two is this Appalachia feel. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. got the Appalachia thing going on. It's wonderful. Um, it's really um, like a wildfire right now, honestly. I mean, you know, it's really the go-to thing. How does that strike you? Are you Do you see these young singer-songwriters like Brennan, Brennan Edwards or, or, or Jake Cohn or people like that? I mean, how is that music reflected with you? 
You know, I guess I would be part of that, but I've been in that for a while. Right. Um, right. You know, um, I think I mean it's it's cool. It it is cool. There's so many varied influences for those guys. I have to say though, I, I don't listen to that much of the new stuff of of, of the new newer artists okay. that much. So I'm I'm mostly kind of living in the past. Old school. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's sort of what this reminds me of. That doesn't you, Ryan? I mean, like I listen to the songs that these guys are singing. Jake right now is you know obviously is is really popular because of his appearance on the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, cool. And he he's written some really great songs. You listen to him and if you, you didn't know who he was or, you know, or you couldn't see him or whatever, then you would think it would be an older version of the songs that were written way back and, you know, performed by somebody. Maybe, I don't know how far back you want to say, but not current. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm, it's really cool that the flavors of yesteryear, like you're talking about mm-hmm. are resonating with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, you know, um, people aren't forgetting who, the pillars were, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there is that kind of search for um, finding, and I think music the, ebbs and flows like that. It yeah. always does. It, mm-hmm. You know, it sort of comes around. Ryan, don't you agree? Oh, everything cycles back eventually. I it, believe it, it seems like it. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. guess I guess we're grateful for that. We should be. So yeah, absolutely. Do you um, have you embraced like the internet as far <laughs> as like using? Twitter. Uh, I'm terrible at TikTok. The- <laughs> I mean, YouTube. I am so terrible at interneting. I put, I put basically bank a post about what show I'm going to do when, over the weekend. I, um, no. So the, <laughs> <laughs> the answer to that question is no. I, you know, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, um, but no, I usually make posts about, I, I put up a lot. Like if I learn a new song on guitar, I'll usually, you know, put, put a video up about it. Right. Um, or, you know, if I go see a, a friend play music, I'll put something up about it. But no, I, I am in no way attempting to go viral or anything like that. Yeah. I have no idea how you'd No, I'm, I'm, I'm really terrible at that. I'm, I'm always kind of curious because like, like you said, everybody has a little bit different spin on writing music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we usually ask the internet question too, and everybody has a varying yeah. answer mm-hmm. as far as like how much they get on or if they use it at all. And yeah. No. You'd be surprised because I, a lot of the guests that I've been with um, really don't seem to like have much out there. I, yeah. And, and maybe it's just a lack of knowing <laughs> well, I've, well, I've had how to it, successfully have, use it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have an Instagram account. I started a Facebook page when I was doing like, you know, yeah, seventy years after everybody started to face <laughs> Well, I had one a long time ago, and then I was like, "This world's not for me," and then I got rid of it. And then I was like, "I guess if I want to get people to come out to my shows, I should probably get on the Facebook." And so, um, yeah, I reluctantly do all that. <laughs> I understand. Another thing that really interested me with you, and this is this could be a whole different show. Um, honestly, first of all, I admire you and thank you for being a teacher. Oh yeah, nowadays yeah. that's not easy. you have skin that must be. Six feet thick, I'm going to tell you. But not only do you do that, you teach music. I do, yeah. I, I teach um, I teach guitar lessons for kids, and I have I, I don't have any um, adults right now, but I have a couple groups of kids that I teach um, guitar to. That so is fabulous. Kids. Yeah, tell me fun. about that. How do you, how does that work for you? How do you? So I teach just the way I learned, which is you know mostly kind of by ear and by kind of memorizing stuff and learning it that way. So I. I don't I don't really work out of a book or teach them to read music or anything and I I'm very forward with people and I say here's how I learned how to play music and I think this is kind of the the way for me 
Um, and so I'll show you how I learned and the way you, I learned, especially in, in with playing acoustic guitar, was you, you kind of learn to- songs and learn how to pick tunes and stuff like that. So that's how I, sh- I show people how to play music. And a lot of times it's, you know, I just want to get them going. Right. You know, um, if you want to become a virtuoso, I'll get you started, and then you need to switch, switch to someone who is a virtuoso, <laughs> and, then, and then you can maybe become that. Is it a situation where you've got a bunch of kids at the same time, or do they I do actually do, do some really? group lessons? Yeah, wow. and that, that's been a new thing, um, and it was not something that I, um, an idea that I came up with. It was during COVID, and, and a friend of mine had a, like a homeschool pod, and she was like, "Hey, can you come teach my homeschool pod guitar lessons?" And so, yeah, I do kind of group lessons, which is kind of how I learned to play, also. So yeah. it's it's kind of cool to to attempt that, and it sometimes it's successful sometimes it's challenging but we the kids are learning so that's good yeah it's fun man it is fun is that is that how that got started during covid it Your did friend had asked yeah. you to come by yeah i think that's amazing yeah. i mean to start at an early age is is fantastic yeah that will stay with them forever yeah and you know i i i, I left some out i did take piano lessons as a young kid okay good and so yeah. yeah um me and and one of my brothers we both took piano lessons and neither of us play piano now but when we got older, one to play or older, one to play guitar and stuff. It kind of um, was easy for us to pick up. I can't say like easy, but we had to work at it. But like it was, it kind of came naturally to us. And I think that it was a lot of that was because of those piano lessons that I took when I was young. And so a lot of times I'll tell people. Sometimes they're like, "Hey, can you teach my four year old guitar?" And I'm like, "Ah." No, <laughs> I don't think a yeah. four-year-old can play guitar. If I, now they understand, and I appreciate that you want to get them started early. But no, go make them go play piano because it's 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 accessible. Everybody can push down a, a note. Everybody sure. can push down a, a key and play "Mary Had a Little Lamb." So, I wonder, like the percentage of people when they first get into music, like take piano lessons because I I did too when I was younger. Yeah. That was like the first instrument that I learned how to play. Mm-hmm. Like you, I I couldn't do it anymore. But yeah, you know, I fuddled uh, enough through my lessons to get a recital or two done, yeah. you know, you memorize it to the point it's muscle memory, right? Exactly. Uh, exactly but yeah. it's, it's crazy to me because most people say that they start with piano yeah. lessons. I would, I would think it's a pretty strong percentage. Our producer, yeah. our producer, Chris Gray, uh, he would talk about it on the air from time to time that he got that question an awful lot when he would go out and play. Mm-hmm. People would come up and say, Hey, you know, do you teach? And, you know, he was one of those ones. He said, you know, I run into both kinds. He said, a lot of people are like me, like, I know how to play, but I can't teach you how to play. In other words, it's it doesn't work for everybody. Now, yeah. thankfully, you have the ability to transfer that knowledge. The but, patience. I mean, it's, like, uh, yeah. it's really just being able to say, nope, not yeah. that. Nope, not that. Nope, nope. <laughs> okay, okay, almost. almost. <laughs> and it's just, you know, just take the time. Yeah. Everybody learns at a different speed. So. And it's like teaching anything. When you see the fruition, it's it's worth it. Then it I guess, cool. right? Yeah, yeah it it's cool. pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah gotcha. Man, Ryan, I don't know if you noticed or not, but the whole time we've been doing the show, Matthew has got that good-looking guitar sitting on his knee. And a nice uh, head of hair, too. Yeah, man, I'm very <laughs> jealous. Man. I'm very jealous. You know, some of us don't have any, and that includes you and me both, brother. <laughs> but, Matthew, man, would you have time to knock out a couple of songs yeah, for us, man? Would you want to tell yeah. us, you know, talk about what you want to play and tell us about them if you want to? Here's one of my newer songs. This All right. is called, um, I'm make sure I'm in tune here. Sounds beautiful um, to me. This is called Thoughts and Prayers. All right, Matthew Betts, everybody. Well, I heard you've been down on your luck. I heard your stuff's all messed up. 
I heard your doggy died and they took your ride And your ex-wife's driving in your best friend's truck Well, I'd love to come and help you out But there's too much to worry about So I'm telling your friend until the bitter end I can help you in the best way I know I can I'm sending you my thoughts and prayers Straight to God from an easy chair it's the least I could do, quite literally And the only way to show I care I'm sending you my thoughts and prayers While I'm sitting on my derriere You can thank me later Cause there's nothing greater Than the power of my thoughts and prayers Well, I heard you've been out on your own And you're probably gonna lose your home Heard they cut off your internet and cable TV And they're coming for your telephone Well, I'd love to let you borrow my van And help you move in with your old man But I can't spare the gas, so I'm gonna have to pass I can help you much more while I'm sitting on my ass I'm sending you my thoughts and prayers Straight to God from an easy chair it's the least I could do quite literally And the only way to show I care I'm sending you my thoughts and prayers While I'm sitting on my derriere You can thank me later Cause there's nothing greater Than the power of my thoughts and prayers And don't you dare say no You know I insist Cause a big man sitting on his throne upstairs Just waiting for the prayers to roll in And if we don't how would he ever know? So I'll be on my knees praying holes through my jeans From the safety and comfort of my sweet home I'm sending you my thoughts and prayers Straight to God from an easy chair Well, it's the least I could do quite literally And the only way to show I care I'm sending you my thoughts and prayers While I'm sitting on my derriere well, you can thank me later, cause there's nothing greater than the power of my thoughts and prayers. Well, I'm telling you, brother, there ain't nothing other than the power of my thoughts and prayers. Yeah, listen here, chief, you get a sense of relief from the power of my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> oh, man, I love it, Matthew. That's fantastic. That is written in my favorite language. That's sarcasm, and I love it. Thank you, Matthew. That's great. Yes, sir. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't keep a straight face the whole time. I'm just, Appreciate I'm it. You're giggling like a little kid, man. That was so cool. I love that. It's fair, so that's, fairly tongue-in-cheek. Yes. Yes, I love it. it. That's a recent one you put together, you saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have a number of songs. Uh, but yeah, that's one of, well, probably six months old or so. Any, any uh, backstory to it at all? Yes. <laughs> you don't want to tell it? You don't have to. You don't want to. <laughs> no, it was, they're, I'm sure everybody can have a backstory that's similar. So, you know, just, yeah. You know, people that want to help, but let's, let's help in a functional way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm hooked. Up. That was a great one. I, I can hear me now, Ryan. I'm about five beers in somewhere where Matthew's playing and he plays that song. Oh, you're y'all. I got my arm around him. I'm singing right along with him. I'm going to tell you. How great is that? <laughs> I love it, man. That was a great one. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, man. I got to ask the question. You got other stuff you can share? You got another one? Yeah. Man, I'd love it. Yeah, I'll do one. Um, Let's see.
looking for a change in the weather Lord knows I'm trying just to keep it all together I've been watching as change's coming down Cause night turns black and the sky turns black And the rain falls hard upon a railroad track And I've been watching as change is coming down But keep easing along Baby, keep easing I'm easing along One day I'm right And the next I'm wrong Baby, keep easing along It's east to west, the fire will roll, and it's how it is with my poor soul. And I've been watching as change is coming down. Yeah, cause I've given up on the rainbow sign. The olive branch is gonna change my mind. I've been watching as change is coming down. But I keep easing along, baby, keep easing along. Sits on a telephone line Says you get yours and baby I'll get mine I've been watching as change is coming down Yeah, some die young and some die old And some die standing in the middle of the road And I've been watching as change is coming down But I keep easing along Baby, keep easing along Everybody, that's Matthew Matz. How cool is that, brother? <laughs> Sounding good back. over there. Thank I you, love appreciate it. Appreciate it. Tell me about that song. Is that one you've had in the stable for Honestly, a while? I saw, I saw that written on the back of a bobtail rig one time. You know, like a tractor trailer without yeah, the thing, yeah. and it just said "easing along." And I, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to write a song about that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's, 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 that's what it's about. There's a bunch of meanings in there. It's one of those many meanings. Songs sure. or or no meaning. <laughs> Inspiration comes from a lot of places, man. That's yeah. For sure, yeah. So where yeah. can our uh, great listeners find you and contact you? <clears throat> You're talking about where can they see me live or how can they find me to contact? Everything, yeah. So man, okay. So I, I just actually um, made a website. So I have a website and it's matthewcmets.com. Matthewcmets.com is my uh, website and I put all my shows on there. I think the most, the closest one I have to here would be in Harper's Ferry Brewery coming up um, in, I mean, in November. 
Um, and then I'll, you know, my, my Instagram is Matthew Metz 29. Like I said, I put up a lot of guitar videos and some mandolin stuff on there. Um, and then you can just find me on Facebook too. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Before we, we're going to wrap up pretty soon, but before we go, I'm curious, that's a really great sounding guitar. And would you agree, Ryan? It's got absolutely a different sound to a bit. Tell me a little bit about that guitar and your equipment that you use. So this is a, um, Martin D18 golden era. Um, so it's supposed to be made to the to the specifications of the older Martins. Okay. Um, but it's a new Martin. It's probably, I'd say it's about 20 years old. Um, I have a friend named Bob Smacula, and I was at an old-time music festival called Clifftop uh, or um, Appalachian String Band Festival down in, in West Virginia. And I told, and he is a guitar, or he's an instrument guy, so he sets up, he's a vendor there at the festival, sets up, sells banjos, mandolins, guitars, fiddles, and he also is a repair person out of Elkins, West Virginia. And I was telling him, I I had already bought up a number of instruments off of him, banjos and guitars, and and I told him, I want just like the biggest, loudest, deepest, most obnoxious um, bluegrass guitar you can get. And he said, you should take that Martin there. I said, well, that's pretty sweet, but I don't, you know. This was before I was even a teacher, so I was like, I had no money at all. <laughs> right, right. And, right. And, he, and he was like, well, you should just take it and, and just pay pay for it when you can. And I was like... Wow. Um, Thank you. <laughs> okay, sweet. And so he he didn't... There was no formal payment plan or anything like that. He just said, take it. And, and when I would get money, I would send him a check, and eventually I paid it off. So, But it did take a while. <laughs> well, you have to be thrilled with it, though, Matthew, because do you agree it's a great-sounding guitar? It is a great-sounding guitar. And I first time I... I sat it on my lap and held it up against my body and played it and felt the vibrations and heard it. I was like, oh, I really love that. And almost everybody that picks it up says the same thing. Yeah. So it is a, a special guitar. I love this. I think that's what I've learned it's more than... Of, I'm sorry, Matthew. Or, no, I, I didn't mean to say, step on right, but I was going to say that, that I've noticed that you know every guitar has its own sound. I mean, I guess that everybody knows. I'm not saying anything anybody doesn't know, but I guess I realize it more when I watch you guys play and I listen. Because I can tell the difference in guitars easily. It doesn't mm-hmm. make one worse than the other or anything like that, but they all have different... And Martins are usually the louder, bigger yeah, kind of growly. Yeah, it's got growly, that big, that big low so, end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I really love it, and it is it is easy to play because this has, like, wider string gaps okay. than a typical uh, Martin Dreadnought, like a modern D18 or D28. So it's, like, it's easier for me to kind of get my fingers in between there, in between the strings and... And for finger finger picking and stuff. Nice, nice. I've, yeah, because I've I've always been a fan of the a fan of the deeper sounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Yeah, yeah it's something. Yeah. This one definitely has that low end to yeah, it. Yeah, that, that sounds really amazing. It, yeah, I mean, when you strummed it before show, there just to get a sound check. I was like, wow, that guitar sounds really great, really <laughs> great. So yeah, man, that's cool. You you strictly a Martin guy? Do you play other brands? Um, as far as acoustic guitars, this is my main acoustic guitar that I use. I only take this one out. I do have an old old guitar that I don't know, maybe I don't know, eighty to hundred years old, called a Regal Roomba. Wow! That is a really fun guitar. It's got like a Hawaiian hula dancer on the headstock. <laughs> it's got like decals all over it of of, of uh, Hawaiian hula dancers. And the guitar has been played like before I got it. It looked like it had three careers already on it. <laughs> and I love playing that guitar. I actually keep it in an open tuning, in a, like an open D tuning. I play some slide on that. Oh, very cool. Yeah, nice. very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Matthew, what do we miss? What 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 did we not touch on in this whole interview that we got to get out there? Um, 
I don't. Th- I think we covered a lot. I think we're yeah. pretty good. I, I encourage people to come out and see me, and come see me and um, my friend Matt Klein play when when we're we're playing solo, or come see me and Bess play. Um, you have YouTube yeah. videos, right? You do. There's, have, there's it, some stuff out okay. there. Yeah, and like I said, I put a lot of videos on on my Instagram. There's a bunch of me playing guitar and and stuff like that. But yeah, please do come out. Yeah, and, out. and if you don't mind, keep us updated with your with your stuff so we can put it on the menu for you. I will do. And yeah, get people I appreciate to come out and that. See. That'd be great. Also, you're um, you'd mentioned you you you're I mean, you're busy, but you'll take more bookings, right? I do. You're, yeah. People I'm, that I'm, listen to the show and want you to come play, just reach out to you, right? Yeah, and it seems like pe- places book really far in advance now. It seems they do. like uh, I remember, you know, when we started the first tour we ever did, we booked ourselves and as a, when I was in a full band and uh, you know, it was like Three to five months out, we would book a show. I already have people like that have booked stuff for me in like December of 2024. Wow! I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> what if somebody else comes along? <laughs> but you know, that's how that seems to be how a lot of places do it now. So yeah, yeah, I, I do like to fill my time. So well, it's, and I guess you know, it's it's just like booking guests for the show. Sometimes when it falls through, and you were there to fill the gap. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, you know, um, but it's good to have that sort of schedule right ryan we're, oh yeah we're, we're comfortable trying to book out ahead of it probably the same thing i guess mm-hmm. yeah yeah well man thank you so much for being part of tonight man i really appreciate you coming into the cafe and sharing your gift talking about your story any other shout outs in your family that we didn't get to i know you talked about your kids obviously my patient wife Liz. that's what i want to get to yeah i wasn't sure yeah she facilitates all of all of me getting out and encourages me to get out and and play as much as I can. So. I, talk, I talked over you. What was her name again? Liz. Liz. Okay, yeah. Liz. I want to make sure you get your name in there, dear, because yep. I appreciate you letting him come out and share with us for a little bit this <laughs> evening. Uh, but, yeah, man, we really appreciate you being here and enjoyed yeah. having you, and we wish you Godspeed from here on out, man, for sure. So Cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Oh, I haven't good, done good, one of these glad. for a very long time. Well, so that's cool. Nice. Well, we're glad you had a good time. And like I say, you know, we, uh, we, we our listeners are loyal, and uh, they're growing, and uh, so people out there, make sure you uh, – Check out Matthew, and also make sure you don't forget about the, our show each week, too. So that'd be great. Um, did I forget anything, Ryan, other than the question? Nope. I think we're good. I Unless you. Matthew has any anything left. Not not, not uh, to say. I'll play right. another one if you want. Or Episode 68 is in the books, folks. Man, We've been, been knocking them out. That's great. It's hard to believe. 68 episodes. How wow. about that? Um, get back to the question. Um, <laughs> this, was, this one, like I said, when I saw the answer to this, I was like, oh, boy. Uh, but what is Billboard Magazine's longest number one hit? In other words, how long one stayed in the number one position? It was in 2019, and the song stayed in the number one position for 19 weeks. It was from Montero Lamar Hill, otherwise known as Lil Nas X, and it was Old Town Road. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's funny because, you know, I, I believe it. I, I The one memory I have of that song is I was actually doing the Princess's Dance for the Apple Blossom Festival here in Winchester, and... Um, we, you know, I was doing the music, and the, the queen comes in, and literally, I see the young lady come through the doors on the far side of the George Washington Hotel. And as soon as she gets in the room, she beelines right for me, doesn't really pay any attention to any of the patrons that are there or anything. She beelines right to me, and she says, "Can you play Old Town Road?" <laughs> and I thought, "Wow, this song really resonates with this younger group," and it did. And of course, you know, I played it, and the people went crazy and danced. So I guess I get it. I'm old, <laughs> but anyway, there's your answer, everybody. Uh, yeah, you can use it in I your backyard if you that. want to. Yeah. Another thing we got to make sure we give a shout out. Somebody at this table, and it's not Matthew, and it's not me, has a birthday this week. Oh boy. Yeah, man, and uh, it's on Friday. You're 31st, right? Yes, for the past 19 years. <laughs> <laughs> is this the big one? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. This is the big 50. Oh, man. Big 50. And 
there are some mornings that I feel like it, <laughs> for but, sure. But some of us have been there and done that already, so <laughs> it's just a number, brother. But thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, happy <clears throat> birthday. Maybe we wish you the best, <clears throat> folks. Make sure you uh, make sure you keep a. Uh, Keep sending us some notes for Ryan and wish him a happy birthday, too. Don't forget to reach out to us. We're at MusiciansCafe1 at gmail.com if you want to email us. Also, check us out on Facebook, and please hit that like button. we got to get those numbers up as much as we can. We appreciate you listening. Those numbers are doing great. So make sure you uh, reach out this week and let us know what you think. If you have somebody who wants to be on the show, let us know. Also, go out and support some of these local artists that we talked about earlier in uh, in. Uh, if you uh, if you run into somebody that hasn't been on our show yet, tell them, hey, man, get on the cafe, man. You got to go check out Brian and Ryan and uh, get on the show. So make sure you do that, too. In the meantime, folks, if you're out driving around and you're driving in that left lane, get out of it. If you're not passing somebody, man, you're driving me nuts. I can't take it anymore. It's against the law. They can write you a ticket. They should write you a ticket. And I'm going to tell your mom if you don't quit it. So just make sure you get out of the left lane. I'm tired of it. Okay. And until we meet again, peace. <laughs>